Now, the greatest idea of all time. Stay tuned for... From the Trenches of Hollywood. Here are your guru guides from the A-list to the D and everything in between. It's Ted and Craig. Hello and welcome to From the Trenches of Hollywood. I am Ted Davies. I'm an artist and author. Hey everybody, it's Craig. Good to see you all again. Um, got a great show today. Really excited about our guest. I told you about uh, last time. He uh, Lee House is in the house. I'm pretty stoked about that. <laughs> um, you're going to get a great perspective from a television writer, um, as well as we'll find out what else he has been. Uh, he's dabbled in. Um, <laughs> so that's coming up. Um, how was your week, Ted? Very good. How about you? Good. Did you, good. Did you get good. any writing done? I got a lot uh, of writing done uh a little bit as you can see i'm still uh outside of the house um with a little bit different view this time the sun is just so bright it's so beautiful today that i had to give you an uglier view because you wouldn't see me at all it must so... be rough it must yeah. be really rough how's Man. the weather michigan uh, uh it's 20 degrees snow all right so yeah. that's horrible <laughs> that's um, okay Real quick, I wanted to go, last week we had a couple of questions and they were about using uh, song uh, lyrics or titles mm -hmm. and things like that. And uh, we gave answers and I got a question right after from my attorney who <laughs> <It> said, <laughs> you didn't say it before that, you're not giving legal advice. Okay, I'm telling you that right now. So I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not an attorney, um, yes, but we are we're not. gonna have on our attorney uh, to talk about some of those more legalese uh, type aspects so uh thanks for pointing that out um i will um be sure and uh <laughs> collect those legal questions for that show but uh, that's another show today though again amazing guest i want to bring him out right away everybody this is uh a writer a friend um we were able to work together on one project i can't wait to do something else with this guy please Welcome, Mr. Lee House. Hello, Lee. Hello, Lee. How you doing? What's happening, guys? How's it going? Very great. Good. Very good. It's so good to have <laughs> you here. Um, so you know what the show's about, um, and uh, we're so happy for you to be able to come and contribute a little bit. Um, let's just start. Why don't you tell everybody, give us like the uh, the, 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 the three-minute bio on, on Lee House. Just fill everybody in and who you are. Well, as, as you guys have said, I'm Lee House. Uh, you know, I was hoping I'd be at a point in my career where just saying that name would be enough. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we uh, hadn't gotten to that point yet. But um, I grew up in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Um, moved out to L.A. after graduating from Hampton University. And I worked in the music business for a little bit. I started PAing on TV shows. While doing that, I started writing for my cousin, Flex Alexander, who was a stand-up comedian. He was able to get yeah. a TV show on UPN, uh, an old show called One-on-One. -on -One. He was able to bring me in on that show as a writer, and the rest is history. Uh, I've had an up-and-down career since then, and uh, I have recently sold a show within the last two months, sold a show to CBS Studios. It was originally called Class Progression. And it was about when I was in sixth grade and my parents started making more money. We went from a blue collar neighborhood to an upper middle class neighborhood and just all the things that we had to deal with during that experience. So hoping that can sell, turn into a TV show. And then maybe the next time I'm introduced as Lee House, you know. Who that <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> well, congratulations uh, on that, Lee. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, yeah, definitely. That is amazing. Um, 
so lee uh, is this is is a uh, television writer and i know lee as being um a guy in a writer's room with a lot of writers so this new show that you are talking about was this something that you uh created is this more of like a single camera thing um is this a studio type show how do you envision this and is this something that is just you or are you was this part of a team effort to create this it was definitely a team effort. Um, I hooked up with uh, Devon Franklin's production company. It's called Franklin Entertainment. And they kind of coached me and we uh, worked on the idea. Then we hooked up with a showrunner named Mike Mariano, who uh, I'm trying to think of his last show, uh, The Last OG with um, Tracy Morgan. Okay. I think he was second in command on that show. And we hooked up, came up with a pitch. Uh, we pitched it to CBS Studios. And literally on the first pitch, they uh, bought it. And, you know, it's we're at the point now where we're still working out the deal, which means uh, trying to make sure contractually nobody gets screwed once this uh, <laughs> comes into fruition. That's, that's, that's the real issue with most deals. <laughs> and uh, I think it was probably a single camera show for a network, but you never know where CBS Studios is going to want to sell it, you know, how they're going to want to sure. do it. And, and, you know, one of the crazy things about being a writer is, you know, even after you sell your own idea, you don't have much power after that. You know, it's kind of like painting a house. You know, they're going to tell you what color and you better paint it that color <laughs> or you might be off your own project. Yes. Yeah. We talked about that. Rolf Konefsky was on the show, yeah. the film writer, director, and he talked about that same thing that on the writing aspect, he said, you know, I get it to where I want it, but once, it, you know, it leaves my hands, it's left to the actors, the directors and the producers to screw it all up. And so it's like, <laughs> I totally see that. It's, it's uh, yeah. Um, well, that's great. Congratulations, man. So let me ask you this, though. This one was um, so you kind of worked with the development team at a, a, a production company. Um, throw us so into a situation um, what it's like to be in a, like a writer's room for a more of a, a sitcom type situation um, or a, 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 a multi-camera show that you might be working on with a team of writers. That's something that an experience that our listeners really haven't heard about too much. Well, uh, I'll tell you how it used to be because COVID changed things quite a bit. But uh, before COVID, and I think we're going to be saying that, you know, for the rest of our lives, you know, but sure. yeah. before yeah. that, you know, before COVID, uh, the first strain, um, you know, <laughs> the writers rooms I was in would be maybe eight to 12 people. And we mm -hmm. would sit around a big table and, for the most part, uh, let's say episode one is already written. We would spend about a week breaking episode one down, making it as good as possible, a total collaboration effort uh, on comedies. You know, it's, it's kind of the situation whoever has the best joke in the moment, they kind of win, that's what goes in the script. But we would break the script down for a week and then we would film it, let's say on Thursday and Friday, and then you're done and you move on to episode two, episode three. And that's kind of the way it used to be done. Uh, I just ran the room about four months ago on an animated project for um, for Stupid Buddy as well as Adult Swim. And it's called Alabama Jackson. It's a uh, cartoon from Donald Faison. Anyway, we were on uh, Zoom and we were trying to do the writer's room there. It was only four writers. And it was a tough process because uh, most of the time in writer's rooms, things are, you know, most of the thoughts are spontaneous. 
people just have thoughts. But on Zoom, things move a lot slower. It gets kind of boring. You know, it was tough. <laughs> I really missed the, uh, you know, the, the, the being in the actual room. Sure. The interaction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that, um, yeah, Zoom is Zoom is just a way of life now for so many different uh, industries and uh it's definitely changed behaviors for sure. I can mm. see that though. Like uh, it's a lot of chaos then, you know, in the, the writer's room when you're all together, it's boom, boom, boom. You can't do that on here because you'll block everyone out. And you're hiring less people when they know that the room is going to be virtual. So that sucks. You know, it's less work. Um, and I was going to say that, that, that for writers, Zoom is awesome for pitch meetings. You know, if you get kind of nervous in front of people like me and, you know, I'm not, a, I, I don't like pitching that much, you know. It's a necessary uh, evil from my perspective, but yeah. Zoom is better for that. It's better for meetings. You know, you don't have to drive. Uh, I live in the Valley in uh, Sherman Oaks here in LA. Mm -hmm. You don't have to drive to Santa Monica on Friday at four o'clock for some meeting that's not going to go anywhere. And you're sitting in traffic for two to three hours for nothing. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. so, so Zoom is great for that, but it does hurt the creative process of, you know, the old school writer's room. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this is when you were in those writers rooms and you've got that like eight or 12 people, uh, was it ever a fight to get a joke on or was it, did everyone, was it always, were there sides or were everyone agree? No, that's the funniest line. Or was it ever like, no, mine is the funniest line. Well, the, the thing that I noticed is uh, veteran writers just kind of rolled with anything. Cause you know, after you start getting a certain amount of checks and you live in a certain lifestyle, you don't give a damn if your joke gets in there. You just want to keep working. <laughs> but every experience I've had, there there have been new writers, and and I was one of those at one time where uh, there's some pushback. You know, it's like, why didn't that joke go in? That was funny. Everybody laughs. You know, yeah. so some people, uh, the term we use, or, or the writers I've been around, we use the term "precious" on your words. And a lot of the newer writers are precious on their words. You know, they don't want anything changed. They think everything they pitch is great. But veteran writers understand, you know, we've been through so much shit. Your feelings don't get hurt anymore. If you, joke <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, it's really all about coming back for season two, if you even get a season two. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So true. Do they have a, like a hierarchy in that room? You guys both can answer this, I suppose. But is it, is it like a hierarchy? I mean, you said that there's a seasoned writer is there somebody that's running the running the show or is it just like the director there any anybody or how's that work excellent question uh, in my experience there's always a showrunner kind of running things and and there is a hierarchy but on all the shows i've been on it only seems to matter for the most part with pay you know it, whoever comes up with the best idea uh the best idea yeah. for a possible script you know, obviously someone with who's a little bit higher up will kind of take over and maybe uh, develop the idea a little bit more, but it's generally a collaborative effort. And in my experience, it doesn't matter who the idea comes from, you know, and, and sometimes right. you get staff writers who might be the best on the staff, you know, it, it you know, and a lot of times with uh, older writers and seasoned writers, you know, I've worked on Disney shows where it's obvious, you know, people aren't as into it as they have been in the past years. So, you know, you get stuff <laughs> we're just yeah. all over, it, you know, and, 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 and shows like that, you don't have to be as creative. So, you know, almost any idea works. 
I guess that's awesome. like with any profession, right? Some people are like, hey, I'm just here to get the check, um, phoning it in, not going to cause any waves. Um, yeah, sure. It could be with anything. But all right, let me ask you this. Something we've been talking about on the shows, uh, we like to uh, we take people's questions. They get uh, stuck or want advice or insight. On, and we don't have all the answers. And a lot of times we're fielding questions that we're farming out. Um, to people like you. <laughs> so uh, not a specific question from someone today, but what we've been talking about is uh, personal processes. Like uh, Ted and I both are I outline people when we start a new script or a new project. Uh, we're really into doing an outline. But from there, Ted be a lot of times becomes a free writer then and uh, just takes off. Um, with me on a screenplay, it's a little bit more regimented. My outline really becomes my scene breakdown mm -hmm. and within the scene, what's happening. So it's like, it's very plotted out in a lot of ways, at least when I start, I don't always end up with the exact same thing. Um, you know, you, sometimes it goes where it goes, but how about you? What kind of, how do you start a project? Uh, you know, you get an idea. What do you do? Well, I try to come up with a strong log line first. And then just like you guys, I'm all about the outline, you know, uh, mm -hmm. to me, you know, an outline is like the blueprint of a house, you know, and mm -hmm. if you do the outline really well, sometimes I'll even do a sentence outline, you know, where each uh, beat and each theme, you know, I have taken care of and the script kind of becomes fill in the blanks for me. So, you know, my process is a strong log line. So I have a beginning, middle and end that is simplified in a sentence, you know, uh, a strong outline. And one of the other things I try to do is I try to have a very uh, big intro or beginning scene. And I also try and think of like the uh, the middle point of, of like the, the script or the season, you know, depending on what I'm coming up with. And I also try and always have some sort of great ending to look forward to. So I will come up with those things first before I uh, jump into script. And then once again, make sure my outline is tight. And then to me, the script is easy. It's just kind of like filling in the blanks. And then we get to the rewrites of the script, which could take forever as you guys know. <laughs> so <laughs> two things, you made a, you brought up a really good point about the log line because uh, a lot of people are unfamiliar with what a log line even is, uh, especially right. people who work more in uh, write books, you know, novels. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not in mm -hmm. the film business per se. The uh, log line, it's interesting you say that, that you look at coming up with a log line first. First part of this question is, does the log line, by the time you finish the project, is the log line changed? <laughs> or is it, how, how close are you to that original log line? And um, number two is just, I'm almost the opposite. I've got to have the outline before I know what the, out, the log line should be. So it's like I flip that. I get the idea, and I usually have an ending, but I have to work up to it. So, um, how, do you stay close to that log line? But it's it's funny you bring that up. You, most of my log lines when I start out are extremely vague. You know, they're 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 not even worth sharing with anybody. But what it does for <laughs> me is it gives me a good idea of what I want it to be about. Uh, years ago, I met a producer in a meeting who was saying, "Man, you got to tell me what this shit is about in one sentence." And, you know, he, he basically showed me that if you can't say what it's about in a sentence, you don't know what it's about. So that's why I kind of use that. And yes, Craig, the log line changes a lot. You know, <laughs> it gets a lot longer. Sometimes it can become a paragraph, you know, when I'm uh -huh. finally finished. Right. But it's a good way to start out so that I stay within the parameters of what 
the story is about because as you guys know you know as writers and creators man our minds go all over the place mm, you know absolutely yep. sure and i don't want to be writing on something forever you know you gotta in today's business you know unfortunately you got to crank out projects basically like you're a factory man you know you can't right. you can't get precious on your words these days I like that precious on your words. I'm yeah, I'm gonna to... put that on. I'm putting that on the fridge. Absolutely. That's a great yeah. One. <laughs> so yeah, some great points, and we say this all the time. And one thing that we try to express on this show is that there is no one way to write. You know, um, just do it. And however, what works for you works for you. That's why I love hearing so many different uh, uh, approaches from everyone. And you know, maybe our listeners will connect with one of those, or maybe they'll be able to extrapolate a little bit here and there and apply it to themselves just to be motivated to go for it, you know? So and, and just to add in, I've met writers who are very successful that just sit down and start writing, you know, sort, mm -hmm. sort of like rappers who can just walk up to the mic and just spit out a song you know there are people that talented where they can just mm -hmm. sit and write i think when you do that you spend too much time rewriting because you know i'm not brilliant enough to just sit and drop a gem you know without planning for it but yeah. there are people that do that so i don't want to discourage anybody that's listening that's like hey man i just sit out and write yeah, yeah. Well, well we make sure and say everyone is different you know and what works for some people doesn't work for others um but I like the idea of creating um, a um, that log line from the beginning. But for me, I have a hard time, I guess, calling it the log line. At that point, it's the <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's the ultra short uh, uh, synopsis. Um, um, I guess that's the log line. Uh, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Through the years, uh, uh, you know, all the execs that. Uh, I meet with at least they want to hear less and less you know mm. i used to be one of those people man and i would pitch and i'd be i would be boring myself you know but i thought they wanted <laughs> to hear all that shit. right and you know now people you know are they want to find out real quick and from what i've heard you know the execs have so many different projects that they're working with and developing there's just literally not time to read everything and and, and talk everything out so you got to you got to be persuasive as quick as you can. In fact, you got to be, you know, if you're in a pitch meeting, a lot of times they want to hear that in 10 to 12 minutes. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's all the time they've scheduled for you is uh, <laughs> 10 to 12 minutes. So get it out. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. Back to the project that you have just recently got out. Um, is it, uh, it's a series, obviously. So we've had questions in the past about developing a series and, you know, and we've, I've really said that, you know, that the, you've got to have more than just some idea and even a pilot episode, you've got to have so much more. You've got to build this giant mechanism that's going to carry all the way through. So, uh, how, how do you have, at this point, do you have, so, do you have several episodes completely written or is this something you can divulge? <laughs> Uh, well, it's, it's funny, uh, as I was saying, you know, just a, a, a minute ago, you know, everybody wants things quick. So it, we pitched this without a script written with just basically a paragraph on the script. And in the pitch, I didn't even give possible future episodes, you know, but I do have those written out. And for the most part, the process that I've seen that, you know, pretty much every writer is doing is you come up with maybe a paragraph for the pilot. And then like a three sentence uh, overview of what the future seasons are about. 
or excuse me, the future episodes would be about. And you, you, you know, you do this with keeping in mind that, you know, you're going to get notes and there's going to be like 15 people that have some sort of say over you. So it's <laughs> all going to change anyway. And the project that we're talking about, you know, like I said, we're still working on the deal and they've already changed the title. So it went from class progression to the house and Mariano project. So. Yeah. And who knows where it'll go from there. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it sounds amazing. And, um, I look forward to finding it. CBS. That's great. Uh, it's, big, it's big time. It's good. Very good. Well, look, everybody, uh, if you've got any questions for Lee, be sure and uh, hit us up. Um, you know, our social media handles here, you see them uh, under our name. Also, you can always get us at from the trenches of Hollywood on Facebook or uh, Hollywood trenches at Hollywood trenches on Instagram. Be sure and send out those questions Just Lee. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Really appreciate it. Um, I know you got to go, so I don't want to keep you much longer here. Um, again, thank you so much. This, this is fun, man. Uh, I think what you guys are doing is great, and uh, had a really good time talking to you guys, man. You know, anytime I can uh, talk about writing with somebody not critiquing me, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, yeah. we got to have you back. We got to get an update yeah. um, uh, as things move along and uh, you can uh, fill everybody in on the process. It's great because you're, you've presented completely different uh, scenarios that you have just mm -hmm. recently gone through um, opposed to past guests and uh, my even past experiences. So it's ever evolving. Yeah, it's a whole, whole new perspective, Lee. Thank you. I appreciate your time. We do. Thanks a lot, right, Lee. Absolutely. We'll yep. see you Thanks next time. You. Thanks, no man. Doubt. Bye. Awesome. What a great guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. I was telling you, I couldn't wait till he was available to come on. He's a hard guy yeah. to nail down. He's a very busy yeah. guy. Uh, now I know why. He's been in the yeah. middle of the CBS deal. But uh, had a great pleasure working with him on a show that he created a handful of years ago. Um, mm hmm he and I uh, worked together on. Um, it was great. I had a great experience with him. I got to write with him. I got to direct the shows. So it was mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Um, does it does it get any easier? Do you think that in his career and in yours, does it get easier uh, to pitch? It's funny you say that. Uh, it it changes all the time, as mm -hmm. he was saying. But the basic element of pitching is the same. You know, it's true. They don't want to read a lot. Uh, they don't want to hear a lot. They want to know everything right now, mm -hmm. concise as possible, because they're thinking of marketing the whole time as well. Right. And, you right. know, you can't market something if you've got to spend a paragraph explaining what it is, right? Yeah. They they want the catchphrase too. So mm -hmm. they're looking at every angle. They're more than just a creative. They're a, they're running a corporation for the yeah. most well, part. Well, I mean, it's, and it's not really, um, I don't consider it exploiting, but it's, uh, you know, it's an investment for them. They're, you know, and I can understand that time's money, all that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, time is money. And, uh, Hey, that brings us to this week's edition of the writer's toolbox. <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was fun. Last week we heard a few uh, uh, pieces of uh, software out there that can help people along. I've got a few more writing aids this week. I'd like to tell everybody mm -hmm. about yeah. um, the first one is called uh, cold Turkey. And this is for all the writers out there who cannot uh, stay on track. They cannot mm -hmm. 
uh, keep working. They get distracted too easily. So it is a, uh, a, a blocker and it is a powerful blocker. And, and it seriously is, it's a, it's a, it's a purchase. You download the software and it is the best out there. It, I mean, literally there's no way around the block. If you set it up, I'm going to work for this amount of hours and sh sh shut it. Boom. All you have is that to work. So, wow. Uh, so anyone who's, you know, for the people like me, the, uh, can't seem to focus sometimes this, or is, they drift mm -hmm. off to their web browser while they should sure. be writing. Right. Sure. Not cold turkey. Uh, check it out. Get cold turkey.com. Uh, another one I love too. Now this is fun. This is for people. This, uh, is based on the, um, Palmodoro theory. That's mm -hmm. what it is. Yes. And it's where you, um, you're more productive if you break a task up over a short work, whoops, short yep. work span. Sorry about that. I'm punching no, the mic okay. here uh, uh, with breaks in between mm -hmm. and you come back fresher and, and you work faster. So there's a thing it's called tomato timer. Okay. So it's, <laughs> okay. it's tomato hyphen timer.com. And literally all it is, is uh, this uh, timer it's set up. It times mm. you gives you your, your writing time you know uh segments i guess and mm -hmm. then your break time and then your writing time and then your long break time and then your short it's great mm -hmm. it just runs right That's... down your web hmm. that could they... be really good i mean it's very mindset of how we used to work you know in the in a lot of factories or wherever so that could probably be very good interesting yeah and, and, it, and it's short work periods you know like mm -hmm. 20 30 minutes at a time yeah uh because you got to be fresh got to be fresh so that's a good one. Um, another one. Okay, so look, America's full of competition. Everyone's always competing for everything, right? You know, mm -hmm. a lot of competitors out there. Well, here you go. Write or die. Have you heard of write or die? I think <laughs> no, no. So write or die. I think they're up to version three now. I wow. I grabbed the app a few years ago. Um, the first one when it came out, it's called Write or Die, and uh, it is a, a subscription service, but it's fun. And it is a, um, basically it keeps track of your stats, like how many words you've written, how many pages, how many words a minute you're writing, how many hours you've written, all of these stats and post them against all these other writers. So you're looking at where you are productivity wise wow. <laughs> against other people. Yeah. So, um, I, it reminds me of, there's a gym, was it, uh, orange theory or something like that where, mm -hmm. All the members are on their bikes and you can see your times. And so you're actually racing with everybody in the class, you know, get man, that, that, that competitive could be, drive. Yeah. That could be dangerous, man. That could make you really feel bad if you're not keeping up. It's holding you accountable too, though, in a way. Exactly. So now the problem is if you go cold Turkey, then I don't think you can use any of those because that shuts everything out except what you're, right. you're writing on. <laughs> but if you don't have a problem, um, or come on, who can't be focused for 25 minutes and then take a 10 minute break on, uh, the tomato timer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, all right. So check them out, everybody. They're interesting. I mean, there is some of them you have to pay for tomato timer free. Mm -hmm. Always. It's better than using, uh, your iPhone. Yeah. That's a light switch. It's just shutting some <laughs> things off. That's good though. Hey, I can dig it's that. That's a good one. Well, it looks like good. we've come to the end of another show. Yes. Hmm. Always exhausted. going. Yeah. <laughs> Still so enjoyable exhausted. though. What a great guest, man. Lee was awesome. I really yeah, enjoyed that. 
great guy smart guy look for uh new shows coming from lee house um mm-hmm. he uh he has some great stories which we didn't get into we got to have him come back because he's yeah. written on some funny shows over the years um i remember him telling me about a show that he worked on um it was the uh one of the first shows for the new upn network in i don't know like 97 98 something like that the late 90s right when upn became a network if you remember that and mm-hmm. there was another one called the wb that launched and now oh, they've yeah. merged and they're the cw together but yep. when it was the upn one of their first shows um was called uh brothers in outer Sp- outer space okay and it was great and i believe flex his uh cousin who he was talking about was on mm-hmm. that show but yeah i'm sure flex was that was that was a vehicle for flex it was a great show it was on one season it was upn they had no money they were they weren't around long but uh i digress another story for another day we didn't get into any uh, hollywood horror stories or anything really today no there's plenty of them out there though i know that ah. we'll uh i got a ton promise you next week i will uh, give you a great hollywood horror story of uh oh this will be a good one it, <laughs> there's you know always cash there's prison stalkers wow oh yeah it's this one's deep this one's deep um yeah no i did not go to prison it was not me but uh, next okay. week you got to tune in you'll find out who it was so anyway thanks a lot everybody I got to write. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Me guys. Me too. We'll see you. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Yep.